Hey, Zach here, and before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually grab the recordings of our most recent Facebook and Instagram ads for List Building Bootcamp for just $25. Now, in January of 2024, we hosted a five-day live training where we walked our clients through step-by-step how to set up ads that grow their email list every single day so that they're always growing their business, always growing their audience, and always having new people to make offers to. Now, what's really great about this bootcamp is we have literally dozens of client results from it, and you can get the recordings of that most recent one from January of 2024 for just 25 bucks. All you have to do is head to theadsbootcamp.com. Again, that's theadsbootcamp.com. And you're going to learn step-by-step through how people were able to grow their list. Um, We have incredible results like Zeta, who added 67 leads to her list in just five days at $1.80 a piece, or Nora Jean, who added 62 leads for $1.12 in those five days. We have Brenda, who added over 500 people to her list over the course of a week, under $0.50 a piece. Uh, Heather Lalonde who did over 200 leads at 50 cents a piece. Amy Hughes, who added over 300 leads in a week. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those are just our January testimonials. We have even more than that, plus testimonials from the last seven times we've done this. And we would love to have you in next. So if you head over to theadsbootcamp.com, you can grab the recordings for just 25 bucks. It'll walk you step-by-step through growing your list. And in less than five days, you could have tons of new leads pouring into your list every day, semi-automated with Facebook advertising. So check it out and let's get into this week's episode. This is the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast, episode number 73. And on this episode, I am pulling back the curtains and talking to you about why I decided to take a little break. If you've been an avid follower of the podcast, you may have noticed that for the past six weeks, I haven't been around. Let's talk about that. So stay tuned. Hey there, you're listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. My name is Zach Spuckler, and on this show, we talk about how to go from passionate side hustler to full-time online business owner with tips, tricks, and interviews to help you take it to the next level. Let's do it. What is up, you guys? I am so excited to be back recording another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. And I'm actually legitimately really excited to be here recording another episode. It's going to be so much fun getting back in the game. And I wanted to hop on today and talk to you guys a little bit about why I decided to take a six-week vacation from the podcast. And I ultimately ended up taking a two-week vacation from the business. I was only checking in with my team and anybody that was in any of my paid programs about 30 minutes a day. Other than that, I was pretty much social media dark. From time to time, I would throw something up on social media, but most of it was personal. If I was doing it, it was just for fun versus doing it for work. And I really wanted to talk to you guys about that today. I think that in order to really get into why I decided to step back, I need to take you back to the beginning. And it's been a really long time since I've shared my story on the podcast. Now, normally the podcast is very tactical and action-oriented. And what steps can you take? And I have some of that in today's episode, but I want to talk to you about where I came from and really some of the kind of origin story, if you will, of Heart, Soul, and Hustle. 
So several years ago, I was living in Toledo, Ohio. It's an average city, but I wasn't living in the best part. I was living in a, an average studio apartment. My rent was like 400 bucks a month. It was not a good area. My friends and family did not like visiting me, but it was my own. And I felt really independent and I was loving it. And I decided one day I was going to take a day off work. It was a Thursday or a Wednesday. It was the middle of the week. I decided to take a day off work. And at the time, I only had one little munchkin, Ted. And my dog, Ted, and I were walking in the park. And I remember it just kind of hit me like a, like a ton of bricks that I was looking around and I was having such an amazing morning that if I continued on the path that I was going, which was a degree and a nine to five, that this wasn't possible. This would be the exception, not the rule. And I wanted to be able to wake up and and make my own rules. And so from that point forward, I really just started hustling because I didn't want to have a life that I hated. And that really is what drove me and, and to this day continues to drive me. And that's why I ended up having to take a little bit of a break. And you might be like, well, how does that connect with the need for a break? Well, about six weeks ago, I just really got to a point where I was feeling burnt out, uninspired, you know, overworked. And there's several reasons I can look back in retrospect, and I'll share those with you that really led me to that point without realizing it. Because to frame this for you, I wasn't working crazy hours. I wasn't online 24-7. Business and revenue was growing. I was looking at moving. I had vacations. I had you know a launch coming up. Like Everything from the outside looked perfect. And I think sometimes that's the most deceptive. When everything looks perfect from the outside, usually that means it isn't as perfect as we want it on the inside. And I started just feeling really uninspired and like I didn't want to run this business anymore. And I knew that that was just a feeling, right? So I want to preface anyone listening to this like, is hard, soul, and hustle going away? Is that where this is headed? Absolutely not. I'm back stronger and more excited than ever. But that's how I was feeling. And it was a very visceral feeling of maybe it's time to just walk away because this, this just doesn't feel worth it. Even though I wasn't working crazy hours, I was making great money and my audience was really responsive to what we were creating. So I had these feelings and usually what that means is take a break, right? I know that, but I didn't take a break because I started getting these feelings kicking up right before I had a launch. And, you know, I wavered back and forth about talking about this on this episode or saving it for a launch episode, but we just had a launch of the five-figure challenge, which is our flagship product. It's what we rely on for really great growth of the business. It lets us bring in really high-quality students. It's just one of our biggest launches of the year. We only do it twice a year, and we talk about that during our launches. You know, we're not going to be launching this product again until... Mm, at least 2018. So to share some numbers with you, we actually went into this launch with the goal of doing about $250,000 in sales. That was my goal. Like that was, yes, I want to hit that number. I want to go big. And when all was said and done, we did about 107,000 in sales with about 67,000 of that being profit. Now, I'm not afraid to sit here and tell you we spend a lot on launches. That wasn't all advertising costs. That includes what we paid our affiliates, what we paid our copywriters, what we paid our team, our ads manager. There's a lot of additional costs. We ended up spending about 30,000 on Facebook ads to do about 107,000 in sales, which is, you know, a three to four X return on ads. 
not too bad. We're actually pretty happy with that number. But a lot of the things in the launch just didn't convert the way we wanted them to. And here's the reality. I felt horrible. This was not our biggest launch ever. And there's so much pressure in the industry from marketing messages to what you see your friends doing to every launch needs to be bigger, badder, and the best launch ever. And so when this launch came up short, mind you, like $67,000 in profit, I have to keep in perspective that that is like, that's what I would have made at my job, right? If I had kept going with a degree and I had been at a job in public health, which is what I was getting my master's in for 10 plus years, that was the revenue, the, you know, the salary, if you will, that I'd be chasing, right? So I just collected that in two weeks. So, you know, you have to keep the perspective that like, yeah, it sucked, but also it kind of rocked, right? And that ended up leading me to just kind of feeling over everything, So within the launch, we ran into issues with our Facebook ads. We ran into issues with team structure where we did have to restructure our team and we don't have all the same people on our team that we had before the launch, which quite honestly, I was afraid to share on the podcast because there is, based on what I've seen from my audience, this perception that we've got everything together and everything great, but we had to restructure our team. We found out that our website was not mobile responsive the last day of the launch. We don't know why it's the same sales page we've been using, but it turns out anybody trying to sign up from a phone from day one wasn't actually able to buy the product. We found out that the support inbox had issues. We found out that our checkout buttons weren't working. We had all four of the webinars we planned ran into technical issues. The first two wouldn't start. The last two didn't allow everyone in. And of all four webinars, reminders didn't go out for them. It felt like everything that could go wrong in this launch did. And that's why I I led in with the numbers. Because when I look at it now, kind of stepping back for a few weeks, it's like, So let me get this straight. Your webinars tanked. Your team was a problem. Your email didn't work. Your checkout page was broken. You weren't mobile responsive. And we still walked away with a really healthy profit that allows me to run the team, get paid, and live a pretty healthy life, right? So it's all great now that I've been able to step back. But at the time, I mean, that was a hit. And to just really pull back the curtain, I want to share with you kind of this inner dialogue I had, which was quite honestly... If my launch, if this launch, this big launch that we amp up for and we spend months on, if it's not our biggest launch ever, why would anyone trust me? Because I teach marketing, because I teach launching, and I had this big launch that wasn't the biggest, baddest launch ever, why would anyone even want to continue to trust me? And so I ended up having this kind of trifecta of burnout, if you will. There was this, gosh, I'm tired, I feel like I'm swimming upstream, and oh my gosh, this launch was a disaster and nothing went perfect. And then this third piece of like, I don't know if my audience is going to listen to me anymore. You cook all those things together and I was just like, I'm done. I quit. And I actually called up a friend a couple days after the cart closed. And I, I remember telling her, you know, maybe I should just refund everybody. Maybe I should just give everybody that bought the product their money back. Oh, that was another problem we had. Everybody who bought the program, we had to manually add them. None of our connections worked. And for some reason, people were getting the wrong Facebook group link. And I was like, people have already got a bad taste in their mouth from me. Even though we've run this program multiple times, 
Now, none of my audience trusts me. None of my students are going to trust me. And maybe I should just refund everybody's money and quit and take a year to just figure out what I want to do next. And that's really where I was. And luckily, I have really great friends who are like, don't do that. That's silly. And that's not even a thought in my mind anymore. Looking back at it now, I think, thank goodness for those friends who are like, settle down. It's going to be okay. But I really was. I was I was just super burnt out. And I was super over it. And I went through that phase where I was like, what am I going to do? So what I ultimately decided to do was to step back. And... The last time I stepped back from a business this way, when I came back after my my mini sabbatical, if you will, I'd shut that business down. I ran a vegan food blog, and it wasn't as profitable as this current business is, but it was growing, and it was starting to gain momentum and an audience. We'd been featured on some big Facebook pages. We were getting featured in people's newsletters. People were asking to be guest posts. Even now, you know, a couple times a month, we sell a copy of the cookbook on that website. It's very minimal. It's not a massive stream of income. But it got to a point in that business where I was like, I'm uninspired. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. And I, I stepped back, and I never went back to it. I was like, I don't love this anymore. This doesn't light me up the way it used to. So I quit. And I had this very visceral fear that I was going to step back from heart, soul, and hustle and never want to come back. Now, thank goodness (laughs) that's not what happened. And I did step back. I totally stepped back. And it was one of the best things I did. So I decided to step back because... Looking at it now, at the time I stepped back because I had no choice, because really I was mentally, physically, emotionally just done. I was like, I quit. I had to actually travel to Australia for a business trip. Anybody who knows traveling to Australia is about a 30-hour trip without Wi-Fi. You just don't have Wi-Fi on international flights over the ocean from the U.S. And so it forced me to step away. Now, at the time, I was stepping back because I was burnt out and I was tired and I was this and I was that and I was over my launch. But now I can see the reason I needed to step back was because I wasn't taking time to do the things that make me happy. I was watching a ton of Netflix. I was watching a ton of Hulu. But that's pretty much it. I was like, you work or you veg out on the TV. And I'm not saying that you need to go live these lavish adventures or travel the world or go to Australia. But I realize now that I got so comfortable with the work being the reward that I forgot to reward myself outside the work. And it occurred to me that about this time these feelings started boiling up, I had given up some things that really keep me grounded in the business, which is like getting a massage about one to two times a month, right? And you might say, well, how does that keep you grounded, right? Isn't that a rich person's game, getting a massage and and all that stuff? But the reality is it's me time. When I go and get a massage, I don't think about the business. I don't know what it is about it, but I literally have no ties to my business. I'm not thinking about ideas. I'm just present to taking me time. I haven't taken a bath in forever. I mean, that sounds so silly, but I used to take baths a couple times a month just to get away from work, just to step away, right? It's not like I stopped going on trips or I stopped traveling and that's why I burnt out. It's that I literally stopped doing these little things that were purely for me and were restorative. So what I want to talk about is how I step back. So at the beginning of this episode, I told you like I would share some tactical stuff. So As of right now, my hope is that as you're listening, if you're feeling burnt out or tired, you're starting to be able to separate the emotional exhaustion from the physical exhaustion from the, you know, what matters, 
right? And so I want to give you some tactical advice to how I was actually able to step back for about two weeks. For about two weeks, I really did nothing. And again, listen, we run online businesses. I checked in about 15 to 20 minutes a day. When I was in Australia, I would wake up half hour before everybody else and check in with my Facebook group and make sure my team didn't need me. But other than that, again, I wasn't online 24-7. A lot of people were like, where are your pictures from Australia? Where's this? Where's that? And I was like, I'm intentionally not online. So if you are at a point where you're like, I need to step back, maybe you haven't identified why. That's okay. I find that just you know if you need to take a break, right? It's a lot easier to identify why you needed that break when you come back refreshed. That's why I'm able to record this episode now, not six weeks ago. But I step back, and there's a really simple way to do this. So stepping back from your business can be really scary because what I find is that most entrepreneurs have the Superman complex, which is you think you have to do everything and be everything to everyone, right? Oh, my support inbox isn't managed. Oh, I better get on that. Oh my gosh, my integration between my email service and my landing page isn't working. Better be the tech person today. Oh my gosh, we need to make $5,000. Better put on my salesperson hat. And we have this belief that if we step back, everything will fall apart. And the first thing you have to do is have a conversation with yourself and get super clear on what will actually fall apart and how can you buffer that out. So, Day one of taking this break made peace with the fact that stuff was going to happen. I have a few customers who were like, we can't get a hold of you. I had a couple of people who said, you know, hey, I posted something in the group and I haven't heard back from you. I had a couple of people who said, oh my gosh, I never got my login. And I decided before I took this break, number one, things were going to happen and I wasn't going to let it affect me or my business negatively. So when someone goes, I don't have my login, we weren't like, oh my gosh, here's another example of the launch problems. Instead, we said, okay, cool. How do we fix it? That was number one. Number two is you might be listening to that going, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. So you're okay with a negative customer experience? No, no, no. This is a two-parter. So we accepted that, guess what? If I have to take a step back, I have to, right? Because if I push and push and push and exhaust myself, the customer experience is only going to get worse, right? It's not going to get better if I push myself, right? So the second piece of that is we said, whatever it takes to make it right for the customer, we will do. So we met with the team. I talked to my team and I gave them permission to do stuff. Hey, if somebody's been locked out of the course for a week, give them a bonus, right? We have little things that we sell for 97 bucks. Give one to them as a thank you for being patient with us. If a customer is really, really struggling and needs words from me, shoot me a message on Slack. I'll tell you what to say and I'll personally give them a response, right? So when people were feeling disgruntled or upset or like they weren't being heard, how can I step in as a proxy so that I'm not in my inbox stressing, but my team can tell me? And a handful of times my team would be like, hey, someone said this, can you respond? And I might say, I can't get to the inbox, but here's exactly what I would say. Maybe I send them an audio note or I type it out and sign it as me, right? And then again, I said, where can I really not negotiate my presence? And that came down to, we just finished this launch I told you about, which was a real struggle. We finished that launch and I said, listen, I have to check into that Facebook group a couple of days, at least three to four days a week. And luckily, I let that group run itself a little bit. It's a really engaged group with really great people. So even though I'm not there, that community is maintaining itself to a point 
But I, I did that. So first things first is kind of this acceptance phase that you have to go through of like, I accept that I can't be a Superman to everybody. I accept that I need to take a break. I accept that people will get upset. I accept that it may take time, money, energy to make it right. But then I also accept that when all this is over, I'll come back happier than ever. And my customers are going to essentially thank me for honoring myself. And it's really hard to see when you're in the thick of it. But I know for a fact, we're actually recording this podcast live on Facebook just for fun. And I can see people saying things like, you know, share inspiration. This is a great reminder. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for doing this. You know, don't judge yourself too harshly, right? I can literally see the comments people are giving me that everybody from the outside is already responding better to me returning recharged than they were responding to me being burned out. That's number one. Number two is you have to identify the profit in your business, okay? So I tend to not dislike, but shy away from the very like, take a break, honor yourself, self-care, right? Because it feels very abstract and hard to hold on to. But the reality is you do have to do all those things, but you are still a business. So the second thing I do is I say, where does the profit come from my business in the next two weeks I need to take off? Where is profit being lost? Where is profit being gained? And where can we create profit if we need to with minimal time and energy investment? So let me say that one more time. Where is profit coming from? Where is profit being lost? And if that number is not okay, if you're not good with the way the money cash flow is going to be for the break you need, how can you create an influx of cash with a minimal amount of work? And you might be like, well, that's the golden question. And yeah, it is. Maybe you need to take on one client. Maybe you need to do one VIP day. Maybe you know you want to take a two-week break, and when you come back, you're going to come back on a Monday, and that Thursday, you're doing three VIP calls with three people, two hours each. Maybe it doesn't matter what level of business you're at. Maybe you're charging $200, $2,000, but you can anchor future money to validate today's need for a break, okay? So figure out how are you going to deal with two weeks of you being gone. Now, to answer the question from my vantage point, what I said was, listen, those numbers I shared from the launch, that's projected sales. We didn't collect all that money up front. We have people on payment plans. So I said, listen, if I take two weeks off, my primary sources of revenue right now are number one, recurring payments from my launch program. Whether I take two weeks off or not, that won't change. And number two is my consulting clients. I have a handful of consulting clients. And number three is my funnels. Well, I actually decided to turn all my funnels off this month to just revamp and rework. I gave my Facebook ads person a month, so I wasn't having headspace taken up. But I said, if I walk away, I've still got recurring revenue from this. I've still got clients that know I'm taking a two-week break that are going to pay me when I come back. So I don't need to worry about cash flow. But if I do, what am I going to do? And I came up with running a very small challenge only to my warm audience around Facebook ads because we just brought in all these new leads from the launch. My Facebook ads is a lower cost program. And so we may in the next month or two do a challenge on Facebook ads to sell my Facebook ads program, right? The last thing you have to do, again, just to recap, there's kind of these three steps to stepping back is number one, assess Where is your commitment? 
what kind of breaks you need, and how are you going to commit to the students that are still there. Number two is identifying profit and cash flow. And then number three is what are you going to do to personally recharge? Because like, don't get me wrong. Did I absolutely spend a few days of this break vegging out, watching Netflix, renting movies? By the way, 47 meters down, you might want to get it. Don't buy it. Definitely rent it. But it was pretty good. I regret that I own it, but you should totally rent it. Great movie, just not to own. So side note, totally watch that on my break. (laughs) You should too. But figure out how you're going to recharge. So for me, one of them was I spent a whole day at the Australia Zoo, which is huge on conservation. It's where Steve Irwin was. It was so fun. And I just spent a day there with someone important to me and we had the whole day. I wasn't checking my phone. I wasn't checking email. I was present at the zoo. I then spent another day just by the pool, hanging out with people. No business talk, just hanging out by the pool. And then I went to a small little town in Australia. When I came back, I ended up moving. And moving did not really recharge me, if I'm being totally honest. It really didn't. But moving to a new space did. And so I'm actually recording this from my brand new office, which I'm loving. And it's nice to just break away and be in a new space. And, you know, I just had to say, like, what recharges me? Because simply taking a break is not enough. You got to find things that recharge you. So I did some of that. And then I also released some things. So I left a few Facebook groups that were not serving me. I stepped away from a few commitments. I reached out to people and mastermind groups and things that I was in physically. My name was on the list, but I wasn't there mentally or emotionally and said, this isn't going to be a good fit for me. I reached out to groups that I was in a high level of commitment with, and I told them, I'm taking two weeks to myself. Sorry about it. But I really made that commitment to not just put the business on hold for two weeks, because the reality is your business is going to go into holding patterns with or without you. I made the decision to step back in a way that I was going to return feeling better about my business, better about the industry, and better about my students. And I can sincerely say that I have. Now, one last little note, and then we'll do an awesome recap. When you come back from this break, I always make this mistake because I end up taking several breaks a year because I need them. I always forget I need them. This was one of the bigger ones I needed to take. But make sure you ease back in. That's just super, super important. And the first day I was back, I had a consulting call with one of my retainer clients, somebody I've been working with for over a year, one of my favorite people to work with. Anytime we get on the phone, I look forward to it. It's not draining. But I did kind of regret scheduling it for the day I came back. Think about the things in your business that take a lot of mental energy or physical energy, or just like that you don't want to deal with. And make sure those aren't the things you're planning to attack on day one. Because if you come back and you're like, I'm recharged, and you come back to a pile of work that you hate, that recharged feeling will quickly go away. So when I came back the first day, I, I didn't make any list of anything that had to be done. It was just, I'm showing up to work, I'm doing what I do. I'm checking in with the team. Whatever gets done, gets done. No real guidance. The second day, I made my list of tasks for the day, and I just picked one or two that really had to get done. 
Now, today I'm recording this. I want to say this is my third or fourth day back. If you're an entrepreneur, you know what it's like to lose track of your days, so don't judge me for that. But I've been back for three or four days, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a few things done today. I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to get caught up on email. Um, I'm going to check in with one of my paid groups. And then whatever else happens, happens. I always like to have three primary tasks for the day. But now that I'm back in the swing of things, I'm slowly taking on more. And you can absolutely do the same thing. So just to recap, let's bring it all together, give you some actionable things you can do if you're starting to feel this way. The reason, point blank, that I had to take a vacation from the podcast and from the business was I was tired and burnt out. And it's because I was so in my business without giving myself creative outlets for energy or my time that... I was starting to magnify everything that was going bad. A support email didn't get answered. Oh, it's the end of the world. A launch didn't go great. My whole audience must hate me. And I was creating these stories about how the business works and how the industry works. And they weren't backed up by fact. It was purely emotional. And so I was burnt out and tired and uninspired. That's really what it comes down to. So I kind of went through this mourning phase of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But I realized, listen, I just need to step back for a little while. And so I did. I stepped back. And in order to step back, I just acknowledged that, yes, some stuff's going to get missed. Yes, we're going to have to make amends with some customers. Yes, there are going to be emails that don't get answered in a timely fashion. And when they do get answered, we'll have to apologize and do something to make it right, which we have. That's okay. Acknowledge, accept, and take your break. Then Figure out where your profit comes from. Figure out what a little break is going to do to your business because you do run a business. Yes, we have to take care of ourselves. Yes, self-care. I'm all about it. But we do run a business and we have to make sure that business is okay without us. So check your cash flow, check your profit, and figure out what you need to do to take this break. And then finally, make sure that when you take that break that you actually give yourself space to recharge. Because listen, I love my Netflix and Hulu as much as the next person. There's no way you're not going to catch me watching it on my Apple TV tonight. But that's not necessarily a restorative activity. Get a massage. Go for a walk in the park. See a movie by yourself. Shut off your phone for 24 hours. Leave your phone on for 24 hours and realize that if someone calls you, you don't have to answer. I went through three days where I was like, I don't care who calls, I'm not answering. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to put up boundaries. And then when you do come back, when you're starting to feel that recharge, when the excitement is back and you're ready to dive back in, you'll feel ready to take on the world, but ease your way back in. If you come back to a pile of work that you resent and don't like, for me, it's email. I love my students. I love my audience. I just do not love the process of checking my email and responding because I'm such a visual audio person. I just want to talk and have it taken care of. If I came back and checked all my emails the day I was back, I would immediately remove all that recharge. So ease back in, start with simple tasks, Give yourself minimal commitment the first few days you're back and slowly work your way back to that high productivity, high efficiency stage. So that's what I've got for you guys today. Episode 73, why I took a vacation from the podcast. And I want to leave you with this closing thought here. I've talked to you about how to take a break, but here is the reality. If you need two weeks, your business will not fail in two weeks. Whatever level you're at, we know we get pitched this go, 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 more, more, more mentality of if you're not growing, you're dying. But guess what? It's okay to take a break. 
You know, a perfect example of if you're not growing, you're dying is total BS. Look at annuals. They're a type of flower or plant. I hope I'm getting it right. They're called annuals. Annuals are perennials. I always mix it up. They die every year and come back. They literally take a break at the most taxing time ever. Winter, right? Winter rolls around. They can't survive. They can't thrive. And so they die. They go dormant. They don't absorb sunlight. They don't produce nutrients. They just go back into the ground and they wait and they recharge. And when the sun comes back out and the time is right, they grow again. And they grow just as beautiful as the year before, if not more beautiful, sometimes bigger, sometimes better, sometimes smaller, but they always come back and they always grow. You are like that flower. If you are at a point where growth has become so painful and such a struggle that you need a break, take a break. Take two weeks off. Tell your audience and your paid groups, hey, I'm slowly dying here and I need two weeks. There's nothing wrong with that. Because at the end of the day, in a lifestyle business like this, you are the business and you do need to take care of yourself. I hope you have an absolutely incredible week. We'll be back next week, finally, on a regular basis with another episode of the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. If you enjoyed this, make sure you head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash podcast, leave us a review, and let all your friends know we're back, baby, and we're going to be back bigger than ever. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Heart, Soul, and Hustle podcast. For more great stuff, be sure to visit heartsoulhustle.com. 